This is Her Story with Ashley Adams from B97.5 in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's an empowered podcast featuring East Tennessee's most influential women. Mary Ellen Brewington is my guest this morning. Folks know you from Cherokee Distributing. Folks know you from Estate. And Wendy Hill Farm in Loudoun. And now PieceOfPieLife.com on the internet. Fantastic. It's so great to have you in here. Thank you for having me. We are going to go behind the scenes and find out everything there is to know about you. I'm an open book. (laughs) I love that. Let me start out when you were little. How did you grow up? Did you grow up here? I grew up in Knoxville in West Hills. Went to public school, West Hills Elementary, and then Bearden. Um, Go Bulldogs. There you go. um, Then I went to the University of Kentucky for two years, and then I came back and graduated from the University of Tennessee. And what was your major then? Creative writing. Really? Yes. And what did you think you were going to be? A writer. Uh, movies? Books? Well, I've, I've tried different things. So, you know, one time there was poetry. One time I thought there would be fiction. But I've always, my whole career, I've been a writer. And now it's more journalistic mm-hmm. and blog posts and things like that. Just things that interest me. Yeah. Uh, poetry. Do you remember anything you've written? I have things that I see that I wrote when I was a teenager. Yeah, well, they're hysterical. <laughs> I know the emotions that you're going through and the way that you state things. Yes. Totally different now, huh? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Let me talk about your passions for a minute. Cherokee Distributing, did you grow up in that life? Yes, it was founded 60 years ago by my dad, George Sampson. Did dad want you to be in that? You know, I think that my father thought his daughters would never mm. be in it. Yeah. There were two boys and two girls. Yeah. And, you know, at that time, you know, we've seen a lot of change, haven't we, Ashley, with women? So at that time, I don't think he thought his girls would do that. We all went into the business. My sister at one time was president of our headquarters here in Knoxville. Wow. And um, I'm secretary treasurer. And now it's just me and my brother, George. He's Mm -hmm. um, president now. And um, I still work there. We've got the third generation coming in. My son, my niece, and my nephew are now there. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I, I think it was a surprise to Dad, but he learned how to adapt to women in the workplace. Yeah, I bet he did with uh, two girls like you and yeah. your sister growing yeah. up. I mean, he had some taming to do. Yes, yes, yes. Strong women. What a good message for him, too. Yes. And so then what happened, though? I'm not big into titles. I think yeah. titles are difficult things. And sometimes people will say, what do you do at Cherokee? Yeah. Do you have to go there every day? Uh, Well, I don't have to, but I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. So um, the things I do there are, um, you know, I handle some of our property management. I handle Mm -hmm. all of our philanthropy. I um, do some strategic things with my brother. You know, we think about the next steps. I work some with um, generational things as Mm -hmm. far as the third generation coming in. But at the end of the day, I always tell people we're all just trying to sell a case of beer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I'm at heart, I'm a salesperson. So do you drink the beer that you sell? I do. Of course I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can't be caught with something else. No, 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 no. I mean, so, but I, I preach moderation. Now, the first time I met you was the philanthropy side yes. of what you do. Yeah. Uh, we were introduced and what an amazing passion you have for that. And, and now knowing that you helped us with Make-A-Wish, but you do so much for everything else. You have a, a little bit of passion for everything. You seem to be able to just make things come alive for different charities. It is amazing what you do. Is that part of who you really think you are? Well, 
I'm a community-minded person. Mm-hmm. I strive to be a servant leader. I don't know if I always get there. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with all the wonderful organizations that we have in um, Tennessee, because we're over 61 counties now as our market space, so, you know, I do a lot in a lot of different areas. But philanthropy is fun. Yeah. Giving back to the community is fun. It's a great way to meet interesting people and impact, mm-hmm. you know, because really – in Tennessee, I want everybody to have a great life. Yeah. So um, it's just fun. This podcast is all about empowering, especially women. And that's why we're talking to the most influential women in East Tennessee, like Mary Ellen Brewington, who we have on here today. And I've got to ask you, are you who you thought you were going to be? No. I thought I was going to be a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be one of the backup girls who got to da- dance yeah. behind Eric Clapton. <laughs> You know, do we ever turn out, do we, we don't know who we're going to become. Yeah. You know, that's a, a page that God's writing all the time or mm-hmm. a next chapter. And mm-hmm. Has anybody ever told you no? Yes. Well, I, I think if I get a no from anyone, I try to convince them or sell them to what I believe is the yes. I, you know, I have a problem with no. <laughs> I really do because I think for most things in the world and most things in life, we should say maybe or yes, until we find out what the ho- what is coming to fruition. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. So I do struggle with the word no, and I think we're in a place right now where people tend to lean towards no more often. It's kind of a negative place we are right now. But if you say yes to things, you learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. You ex- and if you're saying no, that's typically out of fear, right? Correct. When did you say to yourself, now I'm a success? You know, I don't think of myself as a success. Oh. I think that um, hopefully God has um, successfully created a good person for the world. Yeah. But I don't think of myself as a success. You know, if my husband and my children are happy and healthy and, and they're successful and they're um, doing what they need to do to be productive citizens, mm-hmm. maybe that's success. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see myself as a success. I don't see myself as a failure, though. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. And I don't. Th- and I think that's an easy place for us to fall too. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I didn't get this done. Or as moms too, shuffling every bit that we have to be. Sometimes, when one thing slacks off, failure comes flying back in on our faces. Right. It makes it so difficult. Defeat is so difficult like right. that. So, what would you say is your greatest strength then? My confidence. Greatest weakness. My confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're working with people, because I know you worked with us with Make-A-Wish, and you've worked with other things, how do you know something has integrity? When you're asked to be part of something, what's the key for you to saying, yeah, this is a just cause? Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of my job. Yeah. Because I steward money not only for my family, but I steward um, charitable dollars for 400 employees who work really, really hard so that we can give money away or beer away or time and energy away. Right. So um, I really research places. I want to know who's on the board of directors. I want to know if they're a part of the Alliance for Better Nonprofits mm-hmm. or an, an equal entity like that in other parts of the state. Um, I research their websites. And sometimes you just know by a feeling of what they're asking for if they're not taking themselves seriously. So if there's an organization that, is just kind of halfway doing it or duplicating services or just not taking themselves seriously, you pick up on that pretty quick. Mm-hmm. 
And then also I go to the United Way. And whatever community I'm in, there's typically a United Way. Mm-hmm. And I, if I have further questions, I say to them, how do these people steward the gifts that are given to them? Oh, that is such great advice. But I really encourage people to, like, look at your own values, look at what's important to you, what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. and focus on those areas that mean the most to you through your philanthropy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't be spread too thin because we want to move the needle. We want to make a big impact. Yeah. So um, I try to encourage people to really focus in on what their beliefs are, their value system and things like that. Mm-hmm. Give, give some advice to young girls that might be out there listening and they're saying, I just, oh, I want to be just like Mary Ellen. Where does that start? Whether it's business or philanthropy, where do you start all that? How do you move that forward as a woman? You know, I would encourage everybody to be themselves and to follow their own path. And, you know, a lot of times as moms, we think that these we've created these little creatures to follow the path that we mow for them. (laughs) Well, actually, there's their own path, and we're just supposed to be the bumpers on either side. You know, on a bowling alley, when you took the kids bowling when they were little and the little bumpers came down so they didn't have gutter balls. Yeah. That's who we are as parents. Yeah. And I just would encourage everybody to be themselves, listen to their heart, listen to their faith, mm-hmm. and and follow your dreams. I mean, at least try it. I've failed one million times. I mean, I fail every day. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say fail, but uh-huh. I slip up. I make right. mistakes. Things happen. Move on from it. I have a lot of cockamamie ideas. <laughs> but follow through with them. See if it'll work. I want you to put together... Five powerful women. If you could have five women on a board of directors doing something for you, which five would you pick? You know, I've thought about this because I think every person should have their own board of directors. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. it'd be a good thing. So I would pick um, Patricia Bible from KTOM, mm-hmm. Susan Packard, who was one of the founders of HGTV, and she's now writing her second book, which is going to be coming out in 2019. Phenomenal. I would pick my daughter, Nell. I would pick Kristen Reese, who's my intuitive counselor and spiritual advisor from Arizona. I need one more. Yeah, you need one more. You know, that that last seat is hard to fill because I'm surrounded by really strong women. I have these great female friendships. Oh, Susan Brown. Susan Brown. Susan Brown is your And one. actually, I just named five people who really do serve my life as if they were my board of directors. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. Uh, what is the worst thing that someone's ever said to you? You can't do that. You can't. And that made you feel how? Made me want to go do it. I mean, I'm really bad about that because if somebody says, oh, Mary Ellen, don't do that. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. That won't work. I'm like, oh, yes, it will. <laughs> oh, yes, it will. And I want to now let's go completely crazy and ask you, what's the best vacation you've ever been on? So my whole life, I've always wanted to go to Belize. Mm-hmm. And I'm very fortunate in my adult life. I made friends with a guy named Francis Norris, uh-huh. and he is from Belize. Oh, wow. And I think it was, I think it was mine and Steve's 25th wedding anniversary. And he took us down to Belize. And the minute the plane landed, I knew I was home somehow. I knew it had been on my, number one on my bucket list for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And when I landed in that beautiful country, it was like I was home. Oh. Yeah. And can we talk about your husband? Of course. How did you meet him? Oh, he was my dentist. <laughs> <laughs> when did you know? Well, the, well, it's going to sound wonky. Because okay. 
he is a slightly bit older than me. Okay. And um, he was a very good family friend. And mm-hmm. so when he started his dental practice, we started going to him. And then on our first date, we were at Calhoun's on the River. And it had just really, it was a brand new place then. Yeah. And we were sitting out on that little um, deck by the river. And in 30 minutes, I looked at him. I thought, oh, man, I'm going to marry this guy. Oh, wow. And in 30 minutes. How long did it take him? Do you know? About a year. <laughs> I kept trying to tell him. <laughs> so 28 years later, yeah. I think he's. Yeah, I think he realizes it was a smart decision. Put a ring on it. Yeah. You seem like such a great mom. How are your kids? How do they feel about you? I just well, see I'm so grateful for them. And I'm grateful. I get to work with all of my children. Mm-hmm. So my son, Stephen, runs our family farm, Wendy Hill. Nell runs our store estate, and then Sam is at Cherokee Distributing Company. Mm-hmm. And now my daughter-in-law, like I said, she, she, me, and um, my daughter Nell, we've started PieceOfPieLife.com, and mm-hmm. so I get to work with her. Oh, sweet. So, Mary Ellen Brewington is my guest, and what's the most interesting person you've met this year? The most interesting yeah, who's Who's the most Besides you. No, I didn't meet you this year. We've known each other yeah. a while. Um, the most interesting person I've met this year. That's a great question. Anybody with just a spark that you went, whoa, that had something unusual that you thought, you're the future. The other day, I had been communicating with this person. I met Denitria Moore. And I apologize, oh. Dee if I'm saying Denitria wrong. <laughs> but she started um, Girls Talk, Inc. Mm-hmm. And she started it when she was right out of college. And it is empowering young girls. She is trying to lead them in a direction where they don't fall into um, untimely pregnancy. Right. And then they, she she has programs that help them gain confidence and um, security, a place just to be a girl surrounded by other girls who love and support each other. And I met her last week, and I was just knocked off my socks by this woman. Wow. Yeah. She has a great story. She's incredible. All right. Any political aspirations? No. Thank you. <laughs> You know, when, when it's, <laughs> well, you know how powerful women are. You do this, you do this, you do this, and then somebody wants you to lead. Yeah. I think in a perfect world, yeah. we would all choose a time to serve. Okay? Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, we would all say, we will serve in some way. Right. I think now that politics are filled with such egos mm. and such ridiculous mess, I don't think I could get along with people who are serving right. I understand. I have a hard time getting along with them. Well, it is about community, and that's where you specialize. It really yeah. is in making yeah. a difference for others. Yeah. Mary Ellen Brunson, thank you so much for your time. Ashley, this was fun. You've been listening to Her Story, an empowered podcast featuring East Tennessee's most influential women. Her Story. You can listen, subscribe, and download this podcast from B975.com and on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.